ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beer Dad and Brew podcast, hosted by my dad, the Beer Dad, the most awesomest dad around. Cheers, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Dad and Brewed podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Allen, the Beer Dad. I am joined here by a couple special guests today. We have a returning guest, Josh. Howdy. And we got a new guest today. We have Alex here. Hello. So Alex is, uh, you can catch him on Instagram, HopsConAlex. And uh, we're going to do a beer share just like we did last episode. So we're going to start today's beer share uh, with some McKellar Brewing from San Diego, California. Uh, today's uh, McKellar choice that we have is Passion Pool. It's a ghost-style ale with passion fruit and sea salt. comes in at 5%. So, Josh, do the honors. All right. Line them up, boys. We're going to... There we go. Oh, yeah. So what is that noise? All right. It's one of those ears, right? Yeah. Thank you. So the uh, McKellar Brewing, those of you that are not familiar with them, if you see their cans in the store, they are the ones that kind of have that Picasso-style artwork on their cans. Very colorful, uh, interesting cans. Uh, this is one I've never actually had before. I saw it uh, at the old BevMo last night and uh, decided for the share today for the podcast, I'd give it a shot, see what everybody thinks. So, um, Yeah. We'll see. So we'll kind of go uh, around the table here. We'll start with Josh. Um, Josh, what do you think? Ooh, I like that. Um, I mean, I've been playing around with passion fruit myself lately, and definitely tis the season with it being hot out here. But get a nice little uh, tart nose on there, but uh, you get that nice little ghost, you know, flavor, a little salty. But that passion fruit just kind of, you know, dominates everything. Um, a little more tangy than you know I'm used to, but uh, I'm definitely liking liking this, and I'm definitely liking what McKellar in San Diego has been putting out lately. Uh, I remember going there when they first moved into the location. That was the old uh, uh, I forget the name of the brewery that was before it, but um, went there, got a flight, and I just wasn't really impressed at the time. But since then, I've been seeing a lot more of their cans and some good, getting some good stuff. Yeah, I love this brewery. <coughs> uh, this thing. This thing's good. I've had a, a similar like passion fruit uh, ghost before, or is it Goza? Yeah, is it uh, Goza? 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 It's I never know. I'm sure someone's gonna give it a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I had one similar to this, and it's, they're both they're both tart, but I like this. I like the tart. For me, uh, to drink a tart beer, like yeah, especially, especially right now in the heat. Yeah, with that yeah, salty, yes, it just kind of refreshes. Good. Nice. Well. I guess it's the beer dad's turn to give his old rating here. I'm going to say this is a pretty good beer. At 5%, obviously, it's not too heavy. Um, so being that it's you've got that sour quality to it, definitely has a refreshing quality, definitely a summer beer. Um, Josh was talking about the passion fruit. I've noticed a lot of breweries are playing around with passion fruit um, for the summer, and uh, they did a really good job on this beer, I think. Um, I, I'm sure it's pretty fresh because I think the the tag there at Bevmo said uh, new. Well, it could be new to Bevmo, so we'll, I'm not sure. What's the can say? Born on August fifth, 
So, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty fresh. fresh. Yeah, yeah fresh we're still in August, so August 24th, so not too bad. So I was going to say I, I could taste the freshness in it. So for those of you not familiar with McKellar Brewing, um, they are in San Diego, California, uh, kind of the Miramar area, which is, um, you know, between Miramar and uh, Mira Mesa. There's kind of a – that's a one little hotbed of breweries. And you got North Park. You got, like, the Vista Carlsbad area. So there's – Nice little pockets all over San Diego County that have breweries. I mean, McKellar's in that area. So if you ever want to go down and visit, um, they're in the Miramar area located at 9366 Cabot Drive in San Diego, just by uh, MCAS Miramar. Um, so go give McKellar a shot. Uh, but, yeah, this is a great beer. I really enjoy it. So um, The brewery is really cool to go to, too. Right? Yeah. Um, it's, it is really close to, I think, Green Flash Piers around there. And... Um, uh, Couple others, like yeah. you said. So, well, no, um, White Lamps is that White Lamps. Oh, yeah, White Lamps. That's always a fun Definitely one a cool out. place to go to if you need to get your yeast strains <laughs> and everything else yeah, for your home brewing for sure. Just, uh, if you go there, don't make the mistake of getting the flight <laughs> of like their one beer made yeah. with all the different yeast yep. strains. I was a little buzzed when I got there one time up for my birthday and. They had this porter look pretty good, and they were like, "Oh, get the whole flight with the yeast strains." I'm like, "All right, give it to me." They line up sixteen of these tasters, and he's like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> right? Here we go. Let's do this. Nice. Definitely. No, that's really good. I don't know why I'm blanking on the, the brewery that McKellar took over. Um, they're in the same vicinity. They're like right up the street from each other, but yeah, and like it's funny because. Name's always on the tip of my brain, and I yeah, even I'm the same I got beers at home <laughs> from them. But and if you've been to their new brewery where they moved into, it's just it's this massive like location. You know, uh, I haven't been there since like maybe I don't know four months ago. It was one of my one of my buddies' birthdays, and we were out brewery hopping out there. So it's a good little area. That's the first time I actually went to San Diego uh, to to do some brew hopping. But if you get a chance to go there. Uh, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, and uh, I know McKellar has kind of blown up the scene yeah, you know, in recent years, but the thing I used to love was I was part of a bottle share a couple of years ago, and you know some of this stuff used to be really hard to get because McKellar kind of made his name as like this sort of lone wolf brewer that would go to these different breweries all over the world and do like one-off beers. Yeah. So sometimes it was just kind of hard to get some of them, but the beers that were coming out of these breweries were just top-notch. Um, there's one in particular, I'm sure they don't make it anymore, but if you ever find it, it's called, um, was it White Tiger or, or, yeah. <laughs> or Paper Tiger or something mm-hmm. like that. It was really, really good. That, that one was more like a tangy IPA. Kind of this is a really, really good uh, beer that McKellar made. It's um, like now that I've, I've finished this taster here, I can still feel in the back of my jowls that <laughs> sour, that bite, uh, but definitely good. So we'll uh, switch it up a little bit um, with our next uh, our next tasting here. Um, Before I, uh, fin- let me finish the thought here, it's Alesmith I was thinking. Alesmith. Alesmith, yeah. So their new place, massively huge, but their old location is where McKellar, McKellar took over. Oh, McKellar yeah. took over their old place. Okay. Have you guys been to their little speakeasy right there at Alesmith? Uh, I think so. Is that the one off to yeah, the side? The side, side yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, yeah. But they do it through Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Code and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah like nice. rare beer, rare barrel, like tasting. Yeah. 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 But, 
So uh, next up for us, let me check the old beer dads list here of what we're doing. So kind of last week we we jumped around uh, from the east coast to the west coast and back again. We'll start that way here, but uh, we're mostly sticking with the west coast here. Um, but uh, this next beer is from the east coast. Uh, I have never actually had this before, and last week we had Treehouse, and it definitely made me think, wow, Massachusetts knows how to make some damn good beer, so let's give somebody else a shot. So I procured some Lord Hobo Brewing Company. This is called Hazy Boom Sauce. They're located in Woburn, Massachusetts. It's a New England-style double IPA coming in at 8.8%. Um, so I'm excited to try. I'm excited to try it. Uh, these hazy IPAs, doubles, triples, um, every single one of them I've had has been pretty good as long as they're drinking fresh. Um, so we'll see what that's like. Alex is popping open the hazy boom sauce now. They really, I mean, the name just makes you want to just jump right into it anyways. We all want to be Lord Hobo. Yeah. Lord Hobo Brewing Company Hazy Boom Sauce. Here we go. That's some good color on that. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a beautiful, nice little golden, almost like apricot color right there. Yeah. Like I said, I've had their brown ale before. It was really good. I haven't had anything since, so I was pretty excited to yeah. When I when I saw it, when I saw it I was like I was like hazy boom sauce sounds like something right up my alley let's see see what that's like um, and then I was like oh they're from Massachusetts why not so uh, oh, that's horrible we don't want to underpour anything so hazy boom sauce. Yeah. Let's see. I was gonna say is immediately I get that nice like dank hoppy smell. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can right smell it. It's a double. It's oh, yeah. got that IPA smell to it. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn good beer. A damn In case you didn't hear him under his breath, he said the F word, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure. Well, we, we, you know, we can say, we can say cuss words every now and then. It's okay, Josh. It's America, okay? Uh, but, uh, so, um, Lord Hobo Brewing Company, uh, coming from a master brewer, Mr. Joshua Kunkel over here. His first taste of your beer, and he dropped an F-bomb because it's that damn good. So, really good job. Um, Alex, what do you think? You got to give credit, credit to you. So, for a double, 8.8. I thought that was a 9 right there for a second. Yep, 8.8. 8.8. Yeah, the drinkability on this is, is great. So yeah. I'm really, I'm really liking this one. All right, well, the beer dad's going to take his first taste. We'll see if... Uh, if the uh, Tourette syndrome jumps into my <laughs> mouth here with uh, Lord Hobo brewing hazy boom sauce. Damn. The, f- the first the first initial uh, thought that I had in my mind taking that drink is, wow, this is really thick. It doesn't look like it when you're looking at it in a glass, but it almost drinks like a milkshake IPA. It's got a thickness to it. 
Um, and then like Alex was saying, for being 8.8%, you really cannot taste 8.8% yeah. in that. It's a little bit on the boozy side on the back, but not, it's not like overpowering. No. You know, some beers overdo it. No, usually when you start hitting the 8 the eight and 9%, um, it's very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Not, not in this. It's really uh, mellow, so it's good. But they did a good job. I was going to say, one of the things I noticed right off the bat is... You know, I'm not used to um, hazy IPAs kind of going into the piney direction with the hops. They yeah. tend to go more on the citrus, but yeah. this one's has got, it's got that piney, like, resiny kind of dankness mm-hmm. going on, and it actually blended really well, so it's like, damn, it's like very refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> very good job. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, definitely, if I'm going to head back east to Massachusetts, obviously I have to go to Treehouse based upon my experience last week and what Josh told me about when he was there. Um, But now I have another place that I'm going to go to, which is Lord Hobo. I don't know if I need to bring my stick with the bag, (laughs) jump off of a train, or I I don't know what I need to do. That's that's right. Maybe there's a secret handshake to get in. I I don't know. But uh, Lord Hobo Brewing Company did a great job with this, definitely, for sure. Uh, The can's really cool, too. Um, So McKellar, obviously, was a Picasso artwork with a giant passion fruit bowl. Um, But Hazy Boomsauce just has a really cool black and gold. If you're a Saints fans, definitely Saints colors for the NFL fans. Um, Their logo kind of almost looks like a, a, what, a crown? Yeah, like Lord Hobo. That makes sense. sense. Um, If you're in the home brewing circles, Imperial Yeast. Yep, yep, similar similar logo. (laughs) So um, it looks like uh, on their can there, they got uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow them. Um, they would love for you to hashtag boom sauce and uh, at Lord Hobo Brewing. So definitely check those guys out. I'm glad I picked this up. I literally picked it up just because they were from Massachusetts. Knew nothing about the brewery, um, but I thought, you know, the Treehouse Brewing was amazing last week. Um, so I thought, let's, uh, let's give a shot to uh, Lord Hobo, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Right. Just... Just to let you guys know, I have a bit of a lisp, and while we're going to go through these, it might get worse, so yeah. <laughs> you might notice it no just judgment. a little bit more, though. Uh, there is no judgment when there's right. beer drinking going on, okay? So, all right. I'm making my own personal notes here on these two beers that we've tried. I was going to say, I, um, I've had, like, the original Boom Sauce before, and... For those of you who are on Untapped, I usually try to rate and so make sure I can find stuff again, yeah. whether I liked it. And, um, Josh, uh, for the listeners, because uh, a lot of people really enjoyed listening to uh, a lot of your beer knowledge on the last podcast, anybody that wants to follow you on Untapped, what's your Untapped name? Uh, what is my Untapped name? <laughs> <laughs> I doesn't even know. <laughs> Dracorian, there it is. D-R-A-C-O-R-I. I-A-N. Okay, there you go. And uh, the guy with the pirate. The guy with the pirate. And if you can't find him, just go to my uh, Untapped, which obviously is Beer Dad and Brood, yeah. uh, and you'll find him on my list of friends. So um, definitely follow him. He's got a lot more beers checked in than the Beer Dad because the Beer Dad gets lazy when it comes to Untapped because I got so much other crap going on with the whole <laughs> podcast and the Instagram, um, which, by the way, I hope everybody noticed we hit over 500 uh, follows on Instagram, and we had a little giveaway just recently. Um, Squab, I know you're listening. Uh, congratulations. 
and I know you got your gift card already, so I can't wait to see what you pick up from uh, your little shop out there all the way in Maine. So, so the nice so the one job. so the one that won was all like the farthest you could possibly get in the United States from California. Um, but uh, that's that's awesome. So I'm pretty excited. Cheers to that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Congrats, so man. yeah, enjoy. Good. So, uh, all right. What's next? Dad stash. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna have ourselves a little palate cleanser in here. Uh, yeah, I think it's in the fridge. Go for it. Yeah, I'll grab it. So um, while he's getting the dad stash, um, I've had this before. Uh, 8-Bit Brewing, we've talked about them before, an amazing brewery, Murrieta, California. Um, I love their theme. It's, um, they do kind of like retro gaming and pop culture, um, you know, and retro themes. Yeah. Really, really cool. Their social media people are amazing. If you follow them on Facebook and Instagram, they put out really cool videos when they drop a new release. Uh, one of my favorites was The Office Haze because I love the movie The Office. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Office Space. Um, and they reenacted one of my favorite scenes where they beat the ever-living crap out of a printer. And, I mean, they did it almost to the T um, to go along with their release of The Office Haze. Um, and that was a really good beer as well. Um, but uh, really cool brewery. It's actually a brew pub, so they got it's a restaurant in there. We actually were just talking about it um, before we started the podcast. Amazing food. They've stepped up their food game. I had a really good macaroni and cheese with, like, brisket or pulled pork or something on top that was amazing. The most ginormous bowl of mac and cheese I've ever seen, and even the beer dad couldn't finish it. Uh, but, yeah, really good place there in Murrieta, California. So we're gonna crack open the dad stash, perfectly fitting for the beer dad and brew right. podcast. A um, little, little bit on the lighter side. This is a 4.6% Czech style pilsner, but I'm gonna tell you that it has a lot of good flavor in it, and they did a really good job with this. It's a very good beer. Um, you know, if you're looking for something to go sit with the boys outside in a hundred degree temperature and just sit out on the back deck or out on the boat. Definitely a great beer. Um, 8-Bit does a really good job with that. And um, I have to say also with 8-Bit, uh, if you're really into those sour, uh, hazy IPAs that are coming out right now, I got to say they're putting those on the map for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really digging those. Yeah, did, did you have the uh, Power of Great School? Power of Great School is so good. So ridiculous. I did have that one at home. Did you get it? It's great. Wait, maybe we did. Do we have that at the last? The Power of Great School? It's like a... Like a bright, like I, I know. I mean, bright I saw the name floating around everywhere, yeah. so it's hard to tell if I, someone shared it with me or not. But, yeah. but we had <laughs> we, last uh, last podcast we had Mapeful Dead. That's right. Yeah, that was yeah. the uh, oh, Imperial right. Stout with the uh, collaboration with the Donut Bar and the maple yeah, flavored donuts. I, I probably haven't had it otherwise. I would remember it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that was a double like Yeah, the way you guys are talking about it. Really. Sounds like a very memorable. I don't have the can uh, picture on my profile, but I have one coming up. And, uh, I have an empty can over there in the Beer Dad's bar. You'll check yeah, it out. No, it's, it's got a He-Man logo on it. Nice. Got the Gray School Castle on it. Really cool. We're all of the age of growing up in He-Man land. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Masters of the universe. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so the Dad Stash. Uh, we are on the Beer Dad and Brood podcast. We're here. Uh, um, couple of dads here in the room 
How's years. the dad life? You, uh, Alex <laughs> actually literally at any moment would have to get called out of here because he's got a, a little bun in the oven about ready to pop out. Yeah, so luckily uh, we don't live too far from each other. That's what I already <laughs> meant. Um, but I'm on call. I have the phone right in front of me just, just in case. Uh, well, I had to ask the wife, is there anything feeling? Are you feeling okay? She said, go, go ahead. And I'm on, I'm on edge right now, but uh, these beers are helping me out. So. <laughs> Definitely. Not too many. Not too many. Gotta get you, gotta get you relaxed. Yeah. So, so it's September, I think first. Yeah, September first. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. So I'm pretty happy about it. So what do you think of this pilsner, Josh? Oh, I'm definitely uh, liking it, digging it, for sure. I mean, obviously, like true pilsner fashion, you can see pretty mm-hmm. much right through it. Oh yeah. Crystal clear. Get a nice little, uh, you know, crisp. Nose there, nice, you know, the saws or kind of that spicy, peppery kind of yeah. smell to it, which is definitely is like Bohemian Pilsner or in this case, Czech Pilsner. And then, of course, the flavor mm. very crisp, very clean. You know, again, you get that nice little pepper note from the saws, absolutely, you get a little like malty backbone to finish it yeah. out. So, yeah. have you, have yeah. you uh, in the home brewing, have you dabbled in the uh, yeah. the Pilsner? Yeah, I, I did a check Pils uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, actually I'm getting ready probably in the next week or so to do a, a German Pils okay. for okay. a buddy who's going to be hosting Oktoberfest at the uh, end of the month, beginning of Perfect. October. I'm glad you brought that up, and I didn't have to because... Not this episode, I'm sorry guys, but there's a lot of good stuff going on in this episode. But my next episode is going to be an Oktoberfest theme because uh, we're going to be gearing up for Oktoberfest. So I'm going to try to procure some good beers for, for that. So if you have a little extra, Josh, for, for that next right. podcast, bring it out. Oh, yeah, I'm um, 10 gallons, so yeah. I should have more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if the beer dad can drink 10 gallons of Pilsner, but he can definitely try. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it'll, it should be cool. So check check that out. Um, stand by for episode three. It'd be Oktoberfest. A lot of people think, well, why are you doing Oktoberfest, um, you know, around the September time? Well, Guess what? Oktoberfest starts in September, for those of you that don't know. The reason why the Beer Dad knows is because I actually went to the legit Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. And it starts in September, and we were there in September. So basically, the whole Oktoberfest theme is they are celebrating the lead into Oktoberfest. So that's why it starts in September. Um, But uh, yeah, so the next episode is going to be Oktoberfest theme. We're going to have a lot of different um, German-inspired beers. I'm hoping to get some Andex beer, um, which uh, you actually got to try some of that, Alex, yeah. last time we got together, yeah. um, which is an amazing good. brewery. So, so it'll be cool. But back to this podcast um, and what we were talking about here. So so you made some Pilsners. Yeah, I've done a Pilsner. I've done a couple lagers. Strangely enough, I've, I've always actually had some pretty good luck doing them in the summertime Yeah, because I have a couple of kegerator fridges at home. I just dial them to about 50, 55 throw the beer in there to ferment with the lager yeast. Uh, trick to a really good lager uh, from a home brewing standpoint is you want to do what's called a diacetyl rest, meaning right. you let it ferment for maybe a week or two, you kind of keep track of that little bubbler doing its job, you know, letting the gas out. But right as you kind of see it toward start to taper off, you want to cut off the temperature, raise it up to about maybe 70 degrees. Because what's happening with those lager yeast is it's, it's creating that sulfur compound that Sometimes you taste in lagers and it's kind of a little like, oh, what, what the hell yeah. is this? It's because they didn't do that diacetyl rest. You know, you get this corn flavor, the sulfur flavor, but 
if you crank up the temperature to about 70, the yeast suddenly get like super excited and they start eating the crap out of all those compounds. Yeah. You know, they reuptake and break them back down. And then, of course, you do that for about four days to like a, a week, and then you just crash it. You know, you drop that thing down to about 35, yeah. 40, and all those particulates settle out. Your beer's nice and clean now, and then, you know, all you got to do is keg it and drink it. Got a nice, <laughs> nice, beautiful, clear color that is very, very nice scent. Alex, what do you think of Dad's Dash? Dad's Dash is one of the better pilsners I've had uh, in a while. I've been getting really into pilsners lately and, and lagers, and this one's, this one's good, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't argue with 8-Bit. 8-Bit's doing out some outstanding beers lately, so... For definitely sure. one of my top five favorite breweries out here. Yeah. Um, probably one of my top five that I've been to so far. So Definitely. And, you know, I, I agree with that statement. I've been, uh, the Beer Dad personally has been to a lot of breweries, not just in Southern California, Northern California, and in other states as well. Um, and 8-Bit's definitely, I would say, probably in my top five. Um, they're really, really good. They're Like I said, their food's good. Um but I love their special releases. They come out. They, yeah, man. Their collabs have been cool. Um, what was it? The uh, one with Carl Strauss that they did. The uh, Dude, Where's My Carl? That was a good beer. That was a great beer. Um, but, yeah, so 8-Bit Brewing, definitely doing a great job. Shout out to you guys. Um, you guys see me a lot, so uh, definitely say hi to the beer dad next time I'm in there. Um, but I like this dad stash. The the can is amazing. Um, for those of you that haven't been to 8-Bit, I'll put some pictures up on Instagram and Facebook for today's podcast. But dad stash is um, it's basically an 8-Bit guy with his eyes and a nice mustache. So um, And uh, in the background would be very subtle things that dad does, like work on cars. You got like wrenches and check engine lights lawn mowers <laughs> cheeseburgers oh yeah i see it all they, they really went in depth on this uh, can art it's pretty cool um but dad stash check pilsner is 4.6 percent definitely easy drinking this is the perfect uh, summer beer for all for all the dads and non-dads to hang out out by the barbecue and just sit back and knock back a few without having to feel so whoa you know what i mean get to feel dead tested yeah exactly <laughs> So, so definitely strap your fanny packs on, wear your New Balance shoes, and grill up some hamburgers and hot dogs and drink some Dad Stash Pilsner, everybody. That thing all day. <laughs> I just got a four-pack yesterday, actually. So pretty stoked. I have these that beer fridge at yeah. home. And they're cheap, too. What's a four-pack? It's like uh, 12 yeah, bucks. Like 12 bucks, yeah. 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 Cheaper. I mean, it's not a $20 four-pack like we get normally. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, I mean, it's a nice, great. If you like the style of beer Pilsners... It's pretty cheap, twelve bucks I think it was. Yeah. Twelve it's bucks for four pints. Four, four that's, pints. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. It's a great, great cheaper trailer. almost I mean cheaper than you pay for per pint in a bar. Yeah, that is good. For sure. So I saw a meme like that the other day it was about uh, if you if you think about all the beers I'm getting it and drinking at home, I'm saving a lot of money at the bar. So I like your thinking. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a way to justify the money we're spending on these craft beers. Yes. And if you end up getting into home brewing and Make, make your way out and you can save some coffee. well that's what Mr. that's what Mr. Craig was saying uh, last podcast or well before the podcast he was talking about how since he's been starting his brewing adventure he's saved a ton of money on buying beer because he's just drinking his own beer 
Um, you know, so when you make it in bulk, obviously it doesn't cost you as much. So yeah, it definitely drops the cost down. I mean, I think we had mentioned this also the last time uh, before the podcast, where it's just depending on how you go about it, you're either going to pay up front with the with the mat- or sorry with the equipment, right. and then kind of save some money that way, or you're going to just pay a little extra for the ingredients that are already kind of processed yes. for you. And then go from there. Yeah. yeah. But either case, regardless, you're still saving some pretty good Absolutely. money. Absolutely. I heard somebody say some, somewhere wrong. Like once they have all your equipment, obviously some somewhere along the lines of like forty dollars for five gallons of beer. Um. I don't know. I've gotten it actually as low as twenty five. Wow. Yeah. If I'm Depends on your recipe. The hot, the yeah. Grain yeah. Like that. yeah. Like I've done some pretty easy going, like the pilsners yeah. or even just like a basic pale ale. Right. But you know, yeast, hops. Grain. The basic. Yeah. Just yeah. a basic. I've been able to do about 25, 30 yeah. bucks. So hear that, that, listeners. You know, we always talk about home brewing. Um, and I like to have Josh here because he's done it for over 12 years. Um, but uh, $25 for five gallons of beer. Yeah. I think that breaks down. I remember what I did, like the cost. I think it was something like 10 or 15 cents a beer. <laughs> yeah, that definitely beats uh, seven, eight dollars at a bar per beer. Well, because a five gallon keg will get you 50, 50 bottles. Wow. So give me an idea. That's a 50 pack. We didn't know this earlier. I was actually taking notes, but I mean, I'm going to obviously go back to this uh, podcast, but um, that way my next beer is really looking into it. I'm taking out your knowledge and all that good stuff. So. That's what this is all about, and all the listeners, um, anybody that wants to get in contact uh, here with the Beer Dad and Brew podcast, any questions about home brewing, I can hook you up with Josh if I can't answer the questions myself. But Josh is more than happy because he loves to spread the word. It is the good word of home brewing, um, and he, he does an amazing job uh, with his beers. So, um, yeah. Well, thank so, you. And yeah, I definitely always uh, always try to make myself available to answer any and all questions. And then I, I'm president of the Coachella Valley Homebrew Club out in the d- desert around Palm Springs. And one of the things I love doing is kind of like talking shop or teaching seminars and stuff like that. Uh, for a while there, we were hooking up with libraries, uh, talking about how to do homebrewing 101, you know, classes and stuff. We get a few pe- folks showing up, and for me, it's it's you know, that's half the fun right there is just the education side of it because while I'm teaching, I'm also learning. You know, someone's going to come in and throw a curveball my way and it gets me, my brain thinking, okay, <laughs> how do we work this? How do we work through right. this? I heard a podcast the other day. Uh, it was one of the lead breweries, I think, from Three three Weavers in yeah. L.A. Three Weavers. Yeah, three Weavers. Three Weavers. And um, she was saying that somebody, her mentor pretty much told her the idea of being a master brewer there's always something like you gotta, oh, yeah. there's always something like different yeah. styles of hops coming out different strains of that's, all kinds of that's the, the that's very true too and a lot of these master brewers what I really like is going on and what I've been seeing in the industry is the whole collaboration thing yeah you know a master brewer from um, electric will fly back to a random brewery back east you know they'll hook up and, and he'll collab with them and they'll make a beer and Vice versa, they'll come out here. Uh, they just did that collaboration at Electric Brewing, what was it, two, three can releases ago with oh, 450. 450. Yeah. yeah. Who makes those crazy slushy beers that I still have yet to get my hands on. So, listeners, if you can get me one, figure it out. I will get you something from Southern California. We'll make it happen. But, uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I love how these master brewers are always wanting to learn new trades and get different things. Um, I was talking to a guy... Uh, that 
was down at um, a brewery down in San Diego, and he was getting ready to fly to, I think he said Prague, to go and do a collab with a brewery in Prague. I'm like, that's pretty dang cool, you know? That's that's awesome. So, so yeah, that's it's it's awesome. They're they're learning. So we're gonna segue into our next beer here. Um, actually, it's two different beers. Um, so it's Project Five, and they made a Berliner, a passion fruit, and a mango, and they suggest actually mixing the two. So we're gonna try it just a little by themselves and then we're going to try it mixed and see what 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 the big uh, score is about now i don't know a lot about project five but my boy alex over here knows a lot about project five so alex why don't you fill us in about project five yeah, definitely. Um, they're based out in temecula uh, they're a really great couple i've been uh keeping in touch with and the homebrew the homebrew side of things lately and uh, last i think it was last weekend I went and I uh, went over and I took them a bunch of peaches I had from my peach tree that they're they're hopefully going to use for a for a new beer that they're going to make, and um, they hooked me up with with this with these two cans right here and it was their first time doing these Broners, and man I I, I got to tell you these these things are awesome yeah. awesome awesome beers uh, we're gonna try them separately so it is actually the same grain bill the only thing was that. Uh, one has passion fruit and one has mango. And then they said, well, they wanted to do originally a passion fruit mango Berliner. And they said, well, why not just do the same one and then put them together, together? Yeah. And then get the same the two tastes. Because it is the same beer, just conditioned. Sure. And you'll, you'll find breweries that kind of do that where sometimes to try and layer those flavors, you know, they get too muddled when you throw too much at it. Yeah. So they'll do them separate and then just like a wine, you know, they'll blend them before canning. But this is also kind of half the fun too where... You know, you can try and make your own mixes at home, you know, almost like the kid at the Coke machine, just boop, 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 you know, <laughs> doing, doing your suicide. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't already, uh, follow them. Uh, they're Project 5 Brewing. They are t- based on Temecula. Um, it is um, a husband and wife team. The wife is actually going to be the master brewer, and she's actually a student at UCSB Brewing Program. Sweet. And she's also a member of the Pink Boots Society, oh, so they've done collaborations cool. with that stuff, so... Yeah. If you're familiar with yeah, that, yeah, they're yeah. a really yeah. cool yeah. society. I've, I've had a number of beers from all over the I think country. I just had uh, one. I, I had the uh, what is it? The notori- notorious uh, POG collab oh, with yes. Stone oh, yeah. Pink Boots. That yeah. is probably been one of my favorite beers this year. So you like that one? Yeah, they just came down. They just owned every yeah. part of that beer. Yeah, they uh, had that on tap at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. If you guys are interested, uh, Tuesday nights Buffalo Wild Wings. Has their buy one get one free special again, which is amazing uh, for those of you that like wings with your beer. Um, so definitely go check out Buffalo Wild Wings. And no, they're not paying the beer dad to say that. I actually like Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they uh, they're really cool. Project Five again. They uh, they let me go over there and hang out with them a little bit, and it's always fun to go hang out and try some beers. Yeah, and uh, they had these ones just recently tapped. I think the week before. So the first one that we're trying is uh, passion, fruit. passion fruit. Passion fruit right now. Let's see what it's a five point eight. Is again, this is the first time actually brewing the wow. style, so oh, yeah. I, I can smell the sour. Smell yeah, I was gonna say the passion yeah. fruit right there on the nose. Uh, very inviting. Yeah. <laughs> Josh just great. got a big smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, you guys can't see us because yeah. you can hear us, but he smiled. <laughs> 
Well, did a passion fruit blonde. Like I think I brought yeah. that last time. Yeah. You know, I was just so happy with like everything about that beer, and it's just, yeah. it's amazing what the passion fruit itself brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely, you know, especially in something like a Berliner. Right. right. And what? Go ahead, uh, Josh. Start off with you. What do you think of the passion fruit there? Ooh, I like that. That is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a Berliner standpoint, you get the almost kind of like the salty, creamy to it which I'm wondering if the passion fruit's uh, playing into that mm. but yeah it's very subtle it, it's not overpowering yeah. which uh that's exactly yeah that's the thing with passion fruit I a lot of people were telling me is like sometimes it just overtakes the whole beer yeah but this is a perfect blend right here you know and I'm sure the saltiness from the Berliner is just kind of mellowing out a little bit yeah this one was definitely more on the tartier side I feel like their mango one was more the mango flavor really goes in more. It's more yeah. of a juicy, like, yeah. literally, like, literally, like, you got mango and you juice it. And this mm-hmm. one has that more tart, like you said, yeah. uh, finished. Well, passion fruit's pretty tart. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of the other beers I've had it, you know, sometimes it just dominates. But I like this. This is, like, a nice, even blend, yeah. you know, with the beer. You're still getting the Berliner up front, and you get that nice little passion fruit on the nose and on the flavor. Nice little, like, tanginess right there. Right. I uh, it's it's crazy that first initial taste of well the the smell like Josh said when he got a big smile on his face, you definitely get that passion fruit kind of sour smell. Um, it's wow, right. yeah, it's really. Now I'm taking another smell and it's just super fruity. Yeah, and the, but the flavor you know a lot of people think you know, get your traditional beer drinkers your West Coast IPA guys. Oh, these people and their damn fruit beers and blah, you know. Blah. <laughs> That's that's sissy stuff. I don't want to drink that, you know. But this is good beer. Yeah. It's, it's not what you think. I'm not drinking like you're thinking. I'm drinking like Kool Aid or something. It's not because it's it's beer. Yeah. But it just has that back end flavor to get rid of any bitter beer taste, and it's very refreshing. Um, and this uh, comes in at five point eight percent, so it's not a slouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. And, and it's dangerous because it's so the flavor is just all there. Like there's a lot of flavor going on, and 5.8 percent. If you're not careful, oh, yeah. it'll get you. Yeah. I really like this beer. I'm gonna have to. There, if uh, P5, you guys are listening, I'm gonna I gotta pay another visit and try to get a couple more cans from you guys. This well, I'll definitely uh, when I when I get the podcast up, I'll tag uh, Project Five or whatever I got to do to get get in contact with them. Let them know that we're featuring them on the Beer Dad and Brew podcast. Um, but I'm definitely going to go check them out and show them some love because that's good beer. Yeah. And I believe uh, last time you and I got together, Alex, for um, a beer share, you brought some Project Five. Yeah, I brought some Project Five. That was Which one was that? It was like Dark something? or uh, No, they are pink boots. They are the Galaxy boots. Galaxy boots? No, I believe it was a soccer boots, actually. So it was, uh, for those familiar mm-hmm. with um, the Pink Boots Society, they have a blend with uh, Yakima, Yakima Chief. They have an actual blend of hops that they'll use. They, they were happy enough to give them some. They did two beers. They did one beer called Galaxy Boots and then one beer called uh, Osaka Boots and they added some Osaka hops to it. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the one I brought over. It's a green can, Yeah, right? a green can, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Osaka's a good hop variety. Osaka, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they brewed that one out. Um, like tropical is all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really good. So I brought that over and... Uh, I don't know what else I brought. I thought I brought a couple of homebrews too, but I'm, I don't remember. I remember a can that had a lady on it. And I thought that was Project 5 too. 
but I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. When was and and in between, in, in between all that, we've drinking, drank a ton of beers. <laughs> yeah, that's it's hard to remember. And that's what you know. Variety is the spice of life. So you know, definitely, that's what I love about the craft beer industry and the homebrew industry is. People can play around with so many different ideas, so many different flavors um, that you could literally probably have a different beer every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, to me, as a homebrewer, that's one of the biggest draws to this hobby is that there are so many variables that play in so many different ways of blending and mixing and brewing that... You know, you're never going to get like the same beer twice, right? You know, even if it's the same recipe, same everything. Yeah, there's always going to be small little tweaks or well, It's just like with you could use the same recipe and you just change the yeast, and it just like what we were talking about with White Labs earlier. Yeah, it completely changes the flavor <laughs> of the beer. Like, Temperature, yeah, and and it and and it could be you know your last beer is amazing, and then that next beer you use a different strain of yeast, and it's even more amazing. Yeah. It's just crazy, and it's the same recipe. So um, that's that's a pretty cool thing. Like I like how you talked about that flight. I definitely recommend it if you go there. Yeah. Definitely, um, <laughs> as long as you haven't been drinking before, you go there because yes. it's a lot. But they do do uh, <laughs> they do do a nice mix. And it's crazy because it's the same beer just yeah. with different yeast. Um, and you can it, really see where where the yeast you know bring to the table. Absolutely. So um, Alex poured the uh, the other can, which so we started with passion fruit. Now we're switching to the mango. So we'll go ahead and I can smell mango. I I barely even picked that up to my nose, yeah, and I smelled mango. This one's a little darker. Awesome. Yeah, it's darker, darker and thicker. More hazier looking. Well, you know, you can't see through it. Oh yeah, mango big time. Let's see. Oh no. Yeah, mango's always had a kind of a weird flavor for me, but. Uh, it's almost got this kind of creaminess yeah. to it. Yeah. That is definitely a lot sweeter than the last one. Yeah. So but mind, the same hot bill, or the same grain bill, is just different fruits. Instantly, my mind always goes in other places when I taste beers because I start thinking of things to do with them. And the first thing that comes to my mind with this beer is I want to make a michelada out of it. Yeah. You, you know what? A little rim on top? Yeah, yeah. a little tahini. Yeah. That, I don't know why, it just, well... I love mango with tahini on it, so that's probably why my mind went to that place. Um, I could see this being a pretty, really good blend with the spice, yeah. a nice little chili note yeah. in there. Yeah, for sure. Like who does that? Uh, 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 Mason jar? They do that with yeah. some of their beers, right? They, they put the, the, the Mason jar brewing. Will do the. Uh, they call me Roberto, and they they line the rim with tahini, and it's just a, that nice little touch yeah. for that beer. It's I believe a jalapeno Mexican style lager. It's got nice and refreshing and it has a little bit of bite of jalapeno and if you line that rim with a tahini and with a little bit of lime it's, it's a nice treat very very nice spicy really good I love Mason Jar um, another brewery on the desert I brought their uh, um, watermelon you know kettle sour was Desert Beer Company I think I told you guys about they, they're doing their own little michelada type deal out there but um, he ended up brewing a it was a cucumber and like habanero like pale ale Okay. Uh, really good beer just on its own, but yeah. when you mix it in with the tahini and like a little bit of the clamato and everything, uh, it's just like perfect. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. Right there. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 
But yeah, coming back. <laughs> I just burped a little bit, but I feel like it took a bite of that thing. That was kind of crazy. I feel like I literally just ate a mango. Yeah, that's crazy. This is it's like super, almost like nectarine juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is good. So I'm gonna leave it half full, and then I'm gonna have passion fruit poured in there. Have them mixed. See what that tastes like, because that's what they recommend. Yeah, let's try this. Yeah, this is some of my favorite things to do with beer. Is like, let's say, okay, we got two separate flavors. Let's yeah. Do a little bit of blending. And see what we've got here. Um. So. Last episode, everyone got to meet Mr. Craig, who is from the um, Bearded Beaver Man Brew House in Hollister, Missouri. Him and I one time mixed a Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Stout with a, oh boy, I got to think of this name. It's a British, I think they're British. Uh, Sam Smith, is it Samuel Smith? Oh, they, they make like the organic. Um, oh, you're thinking, it's not Sam Smith. It's uh, Something Smith. Are you talking about the your organic chocolate? Or they the make an organic, organic chocolate, chocolate, and they make an organic raspberry uh, something or another. Well, actually, maybe that might be Sam Smith. Then. I think it might be because they're famous for doing like the nut brown ale. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, anyways, we mixed those two together because we we're like, and this is before anybody made a peanut butter and jelly beer. We're like, we had a few beers, and we're like, we gotta, we gotta make a peanut butter and jelly beer. So, and we're like, all right, well, let's just mix some. And so Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Stout's like the go-to for peanut butter stout. And then we're like, all right. And we saw that. It was like organic raspberry, organic strawberry. And we're like, okay, let's do this. And we mixed it. It was amazing. So, so yeah, mix, mixing beers definitely sometimes works out. Um, one time I mixed a garage, uh, the uh, Hatch Chili IPA, and I mixed that with the uh, Mango Heffenweizen. Beautiful. I mean, we were just talking about mango and, and spices. That's a good mix right there. So if you ever have garage brewing, mix a hatch chili and a and a uh, mango half, and it comes out really good for sure. So, all right, I'm gonna take a sip here of this mix. So this is uh, a Berliner from Project Five, five point eight percent. We tried it straight up as passion fruit and straight up as mango. Passion fruit, I think, had a little more subtleness to the fruit. The mango was a little stronger. Both of them are really good, just different types of flavor, obviously, but we'll see what they taste like mixed. So the passion fruit is a lot more tart on its own. I think that's where the balance comes in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because to me, the passion fruit still kind of, like, dominates. Yes. Yeah. At least for my palate. After mixing, that's what I was going to say. It's funny because when I still held it up, I had that mango scent. But when I took a drink, the passion fruit... Took over the mango, but the mango was just just there at the back end. So maybe that's why they want you to mix it. It's a really good mix, very tropical flavor, and still kind of hits the back of the jowls with that sour flavor. A lot of flavor. Your whole palate's just going crazy right now. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a lot to come down from for sure for our next one. But actually, we're going back. We're gonna do another sour, I think, next. Um, but that, that's good. Project 5 does a great job. Yeah, good. Thanks for bringing that over, Alex. Um, just shout out to you guys if you haven't followed them yet. Um, yeah, check them out. They're on, they're on Instagram. Great team. Great people. It's always fun to get to know them and talk to them. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely good beers. Beers, beers, beers. You know? Yeah, these are the type of beers you almost want to 
you know, play around doing like a beer cocktail with or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's got so That's much flavor to it. Beer cocktail is pretty crazy. Yeah. So, wow. I never thought about people actually doing that where they put liquor inside of beer. Sometimes it works. No, I've had beers that I think they tried to make that but just yeah. failed outright. Like, uh, worst one I had was it was a, supposed to be a bourbon barrel aged like stout, but it tasted like someone just dropped a shot of whiskey into a stout. And just, oh. Or really might you know, you know, it was really good, and I actually did this with Jose not too long ago at uh, is it the Irish Pub in Marietta Shamrock, right? Shamrock, yeah. So we went there, and they have um, you guys seen the Castmates Jameson whiskeys? Yes. They have a stout one. Yes. So I got a shot of the stout uh, Castmates, and I dumped it in my Guinness, and it was good. That might be pretty good. It was good. Also, too, for those um, out there, the Castmates makes a ridiculous Bloody Mary. So substitute the vodka for the castmate stout, and use that to make your bloody mary. Use it, um, and I for bloody mary mix uh, for my beer dad listeners. Zing Zang is the best bloody mary mix, or you can use it as a michelada mix. It's the most flavor I've ever had in a bloody mary mix. You don't have to add anything; it's all in there, and it's like it's got that perfect amount of spice. Um, but a little bit of Castmates uh, Jameson whiskey in there, uh, Stout Edition, really good Bloody Mary. Yeah, if you want to, speaking of Jameson and the Castmates, they have, you know, Stout Edition, they got the IPA. IPA edition. edition. That's the next one I want to try. For, uh, yeah, that one's pretty damn good on its own, but for St. Patty's Day a couple months ago, I was hanging out with Jose and another friend of ours, Andrew. And at that time, I'd I been playing around as a home brewer making uh, hop oil extracts. Yeah. And these oil extracts are the, uh, like, they're terpene, so uh-huh. they're more of the floral side of the hop, but not really any of the uh, bitter. And we were like, hey, let's, let's have fun. We had Oregon drinking, you know, that's how these things start. Right. So I took a little eyedropper of this hop oil extract, and we dropped it into, a, like, a finger of uh, Jameson's, that IPA cast made... And it was scary good. You know, Jameson has this little bit of burn at the end yes. of it. Completely wiped that out. Oh, wow. So all you got is that, like, smooth, whiskey, sweet going on. And, yeah, Andrew ended up in the bathroom shortly after that because I'm sure he, he drank more than his fair share, you know, after, you know because he didn't have, the, didn't have the burn to remind him what he was drinking. We're going to move on to our next beer already. You guys are like, man, you guys are drinking fast. Remember, guys, here at the Beer Dad and Brew Podcast, you can hear there's three of us. So, um, and last time there was four. So these are pint cans, and we're divvying them up in little shot glasses, basically. I got these uh, two-ounce tasters. And, uh... Perfect for tasting beer, so you can get a nice variety, but not get get all crazy with it. So we're going back into a. This is a sour, isn't it, Alex? Yes, absolutely not a sour. Try it over my bad way. Let's see here. Another home group. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm actually like an advocate for, for trying a lot of home groups. It's just 
But well, I was great well, to meet you. You know what I mean? Um, um, a ton of great stuff, stuff happening, happening in the homebrew scene, and I've just been really, really focusing on that with my, with my beer page. And this is another another uh, married team that's uh, Springsteed Brewing. And I'm hoping I pronounced that right. I've met them a couple times. I actually met up with them yesterday because I took them some peaches as well uh, for my peach tree, and they uh, were telling me they're going to make either kettle sour or traditional sour. This is a, Nice. A traditional sour there, and uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome brew. I had it before as soon as they gave it to me. I have one Ooh. sitting there in conditioning. Yeah, you can get that tangy right off They're the gonna, nose. You can use the yeah. slot. Yeah, it's really yeah. So, so big shout out to them as well. Springstead Brewing is uh, a home brew couple. Yep. Um, Brant and Deanna. Yeah. Okay, I just I just uh, followed them on Instagram. Hopefully they check that out. I'm checking out their Instagram here. Looks like they have a lot of quality taste here in beers, and of course they make their own. Um, I'm excited to try this because I'm looking at the color, and it really has a nice color to it. It has a peach color. Very almost even a fuzzy peach, like a fuzzy peach. Yeah. yeah. They're really into the sours, so they're doing they're experimenting a lot with those, um, and they're. Let me take a take a quick whiff here. I was gonna say I'm already getting a nice little like farmhouse going oh, on. Oh wow! Yeah, some uh, yeah. little like almost like bready. They're doing it. They're wild, doing it. Wild yeast notes going on. Yep. They're doing something good already. Just by that smell, I can smell peach, and yeah, I love sure. peaches. So sure. I think I'm gonna already like this just by smelling it. It's gonna hit you right right where we're talking about. It's gonna. It's it's uh. Ooh, good job. Good job of that. Yeah. See, I'm always worried when I, like, I like the smell of sours, but sometimes as soon as I drink them, I immediately regret it because that pucker factor is just yeah, way, way too intense. Yeah. This one's not that far. No, I like it. I like it when it's nice and subtle. Nice and yeah, like this. Mm. So good job. With the, you know, you get a little bit of that farm, like I said, farmhouse. You get a little bit of like just an inch of like horse blanket, kind of a little bit of hay. You know, that wild yeast yeah. character characteristics. Uh-huh. The Brett. This is this is my opinion on this Springstead Brewing Peach. Son of a bitch, is it good? Because <laughs> yeah. let me tell you something. I love peaches. They are um, tend to be sweet, but I'm kind of a weird person when it comes to peaches. I like to eat them before they get too sweet. Too sweet, too ripe, and like yeah. I don't want them mushy. I want yeah. a crispness to them. And some people are like, ah, oh, you need to let them ripe a little. No. I like a little bit of sourness to my peach. That's right, man. Yeah. And and this right here is perfect because I get the awesome smell of peach, and I get the flavor of peach, and I don't get the sweetness. I get the sour. So they did a really good job with this yeah. beer. Um, you get that crisp, almost even uh, like cidery kind yeah. of quality, you know, to it. Yeah, this is a this is a good beer, and uh, I'll give you. A, little information here. I was looking for the alcohol content. It's 6%. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And they bottle it. Their um, artwork on the bottle, very basic. Their brewing company and a picture of a peach. And I got to give a shout-out to uh, their abilities here because in true sour fashion, they gave it a couple of years to mellow off. Yeah. Showing here, they brewed it uh, two years ago, uh-huh. 2017. Just bottled it earlier this year, so... Usually a really good sour takes about two to three years to kind of mellow out and get, you know, into its prime. And yeah. this is right there. Yeah. So, um, Josh, since you're the master brewer, there's, a, the sours are becoming a big thing right now. What is, 
this is this is legit sour. Like you said, they made it two years ago, and yeah. then they just recently bottled it. Now, a lot of people are because it's so such a craze. They're making sours on demand now. Yeah. So what what's the difference in style of making those two types so, of sours? Well, first off, it's two types of yeast strains that you're dealing with here. The first one, especially for these traditional sours, is what they call a wild yeast or Brett Brettomyces strain, and Along with those sour notes, you're also going to get uh, other features that usually right out of the gate aren't very preferable. That's why you got to age them out because over time, those wild yeast strains are going to break down those chemical compounds that your, your palate doesn't like. Namely, uh, one is referred to as horse blanket or like barnyard. Yeah. You know, these are things, or uh, another flavor is leather or tobacco. You're mm-hmm. going to get some of these flavors that for some people, they're just... They, they're not conducive. You know, people don't like the taste of tobacco. You know, they, they don't want to chew, chew a cigar. Right. They don't want to chew on their leather belt. But over time, you know, usually, like I said, two to three years, these compounds kind of mellow out. They break down. They're still there, but in smaller doses. Mm-hmm. And they tend then to give more complexity to the overall beer. So you're going to get that tangy sour up front, but you're going to get these subtle hints of like the the barnyard, the leather, the tobacco, and it's really going to just give your palate really something to play around with. Going, man, there's a lot going on here, but I really like it. And the second one are what we refer to as kettle sours. Kettle sour was a way of doing the quick and dirty sour, but, you know, obviously they're getting good at it. You know, you you get some really good styles, you know, where you get that nice tanginess, but you're maybe not getting so much the complexity. It's just straight tangy. Now, the yeast that goes into that is known as lactobacillus. It's essentially uh, the type of yeast that will curdle milk and turn it into yogurt. Okay. So essentially what these guys are doing is they'll make their beer, and it's in the kettle that they're boiling it in, and what they'll do is they'll turn off the heat, they'll get a bunch of yogurt, just dump yogurt straight into the beer, leave it alone for maybe like 24 to like 48 hours, and once that lactobacillus yeast or, yeah, uh, the bacteria, I should say. It's not quite a yeast, it's a bacteria. What that does is it acidifies the entire batch. Mm-hmm. So it drops the pH down so you get that, like, tangy, tart, almost like if you were eating yogurt, you know, you get a little bit of a tanginess yeah. in yogurt. So after about 24, 48 hours, when the pH hits just the right amount, they're going to kick on the burner again, they're going to boil that batch again, and that's going to kill off that yeast or that bacteria, that lactobacillus. Right. Because if you leave it running amok, it's going to infect all your equipment. Right. And then every beer you put into that fermenter is going to basically taste yeah. like sour. Mm-hmm. So they don't want that. So this is a, a really good way of kind of, you know, keeping sanitation, but also able to make these sort of sour type beers for the market and have the turnaround time be really fast. Yeah. Because once you boil it, you kill off the lactobacillus. Your beer already has that sourness from the acidity. That's not going to go away. You can't boil that out. It's it's stuck in the beer now. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll transfer it to the fermenter, and then they get to throw their own yeast on it and ferment it like you would a normal beer. Because uh, yeast typically like more acidic conditions, so they're they're typically okay. Now the kettle sours are a bit more acidic, so sometimes you have, you got to throw more yeast at it to really kind of go through it. Yeah, that's also the reason why most kettle sours are in like the four to six percent range because it's really hard for the yeast to chug through like all of those sugars and stuff. 
Nice. In a nutshell, that's kind of what it's a non-thing. This is why I like having him over because he is a walking book on brewing. Uh, lots of knowledge. Um, any questions you guys have, definitely hit up Josh Kunkel, master brewer, home brewer, extraordinaire. So that was a really good beer. Um, Springstead Brewing. Uh, you guys definitely know what you're doing. I'll say, as an opinion piece, uh, I'm still a fan of the traditional sours just because you do get more of that complexity yeah. going on, and this is a perfect example of that. And I've heard the I've heard the argument, you know, traditional sours yeah. versus it's kettle sour, right? Yeah, yeah. kettle sour. So, um, and there's there's a big argument there, and you know, some of these breweries are pumping out some good kettle sours, but I can definitely tell you there's a difference. Oh yeah. You can you can tell like right off the bat this this beer was amazing. It took two years to make. Yeah. Anything that takes that long is going to taste better than something that they made in three days. It's yeah. like it's like you know? when you're smoking something, you know? yeah. Yeah. Smoke, you smoke low and slow. slow. Low and slow, exactly. Low and slow. That's how I like my tri tip. But I like how they uh, again on their bottles uh, the subtle artwork. You got the peaches right straight in there. Like and then they actually put their bottle number and which batch you got. So. They're, nice. they're really into the, the sours, oh, yeah. and they're doing a lot more stuff coming soon. So It's always it's nice when you find some folks that really are able to dial in these yeah. sour beers because you just get some amazing results. And as a home brewer, I can tell you I, I screwed up with more than a few myself. Because <laughs> yeah. when they're bad, they're really bad. <laughs> yeah. But when they're good, it's oof. Some sour Flavoring glass. Yeah, we're gonna move on from a sour to something dank. The dankiest of dank. Dank Souls. Mm. Hazy double IPA from 8 bit brewing. This guy's a 9.2%. Coming straight to you from Kryptonite. Yeah, straight out of uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. Carbonite, sorry. Refrigerator. <laughs> Is that nice and cold, Josh? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Good. Craig, if you're listening, Han Solo is working. Josh did not have to get up out of his seat to get this beer. <laughs> yeah. He was right there. Yes, the fridge is three feet from Josh. Yeah, I feel like I'm out of pull of muscles. Yeah, right. it, was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of work for sure. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some dank souls. Pop that over here. I guess I'm trying to do it in front of the mic. So can... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Get that sound. The listeners like to hear it. Sweetest sound in the world. Yeah, absolutely. After a long day, (laughs) it's the best time. There you go. Nice. See that that color? Yeah. Super hazy. Got almost like a greenish tint to it. A little bit, right? Yeah, the first time I had this... uh, it was funny because I was like, do you got any cans? And he's like, yeah, we got a few cans left. So um, obviously I was like, well, I'm going to take a take a four-pack, but, you know, I want one now. And he poured it, and it just made the most amazing pour. And they, they have nice glasses there at 8-Bit, so I took a cool picture. You guys can see it on my Instagram. Um, it just, the pour itself is super hazy. You can't see through it. And when you take that first smell, Josh, you smell that pine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I smell that citra right off the bat. Yeah, there's a citra, pine, 
I like, I like their cams because they always put the hot stays or who's collaborating. They, they're very detailed on those. They have Nelson mm-hmm. Citra and Motueka. Motueka? Yeah, the New Zealand hot. Good stuff. So, mm. so I use that myself to a really good effect. So, Josh, this is your first time trying Dank Souls. Uh, Alex and I have had it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, good job. I mean, this is, yeah, it's definitely a dank one for it for sure. But you get nice little like just ever so slight piney notes, but you get definitely the tropical and the uh, uh, citrus notes citrus, like yeah. right up front, kind of dominating the whole thing. But you know what I like about this beer, which is kind of my my you know measurement of most beers is like clean. It's clean. Yes. So you drink it, you get all your flavor, and then. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Gone. You're yeah. done. There's no aftertaste. You, you get yeah. when you first take a, a sip of it. Let me take a take a drink real quick. There's like a flavor explosion in your mouth, yeah. and then gone. Yeah. There's no aftertaste yeah. at all. That's what makes these bees dangerous. Because this one's a nine point two. Yeah, nine point two. That's a dangerous. That's why they only will pour you a certain size yeah, glass, yeah. and I think it's 12, 12 ounces is 12 the biggest ounces. glass they'll pour you. Yep. They're at the brewery at Eight Bit, but uh, yeah, Eight Bit did a really good job with this. Um, I hope they decide to make this one of their core beers because it's probably one of the better ones. In fact, the beer tender there at Eight uh, Bit, he was telling me that of all the ones they've made, this is his favorite. And I can see why. I mean, this yeah, one's great. super smooth, especially for nine. Yeah, <laughs> for those those gamers out there that like video games. Nice little shout out to Dark Souls, the video game. Oh yeah, I love these references. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. I will give them credit. Oh, nice. They got all. Just I love it. You know, the other day and looking at the whole tablet, yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh, that's awesome. They got like the Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> and. Uh, the uh, what else? Um, Mario Tart. Mario Tart. They Street got Logger. Street, Street Logger. Logger yeah. um, by the power of Great Skull. Have Red Pool. Red Red Pool. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a cool brewery. You guys got to check it out, man. Marietta, California. They're blowing up. Um, they're right on the corner of uh, Jefferson and it's not Cherry. Cherry's where Electric's at. I'm not sure what that cross street is, but you can't miss it. They're right on the corner. Big old sign, Eight Bit Brewing. Um, but definitely check 8-Bit out. Obviously, you can tell Beer Dad's a fan because they've been featured two weeks in a row on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I, I like their beer. I like their brewery. They got great food, good people. Um, I, they do catered, like catering and uh, like corporate events. They have a big uh, room you can rent out. Um, I've seen that happen where big businesses go in there and they feed them and you know, get them some good beers, but it's a cool spot there in Marietta. Um, practically in Temecula, it's literally right on the border. So for those of you that know where Temecula is at, it's right there, right on the border, Temecula, Marietta. Um, and it's a good spot. If you guys want to do some brew hopping, you can literally hit 8-Bit, Electric, Inland Wharf, um, Stadium Pizza, uh, Black Market, Refuge, Aftershock, Weems, Garage, all I mean, yeah, I just recently did that that tour and it was it was awesome. It was amazing. So definitely check that out. But this, Carl Strauss is out there too. Yeah, Carl Strauss, you can finish it up over there. Yeah, well on the other side of the freeway, but 
Yeah, there's a ton of breweries. Used to be a ballast point, no longer yeah. in service, boys, no longer in service. And for those who have grown up in Temecula Norieta before that, it was a captain's cabin. It was. Yes. Good nice seafood joint. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You had to get your little fish and chips on over there. One of those old school where they come out with the, the, <laughs> the big old steam bucket and dump yep. it on the table and get your little hammer. Yeah, that's where ballast point was at, and they didn't make it, but uh, that's, yeah, all, that's all part of it. Yeah, nice. that was at, uh, oh, what are they? Satellite, what's the name of the company that bought them? It's Corona and Modelo that owns them. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Um, was it Morningstar or something like that? Or some yeah, it was something about their... Because they opened, they opened up in Disneyland. Disneyland. I guess they were just closing out these smaller breweries or tasting rooms. Oh, their rent at Disneyland's yeah. got to be... I mean, shit, it's $300 for you to go to two parks in one day. Right. Imagine what they charge a brewery for rent. Well, I was going to say... Uh, if they're the ones doing the beer, then it, 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 I guess it makes sense now. Some guy went over to the the new Star Wars land and Disneyland went in the cantina and, and they got a bre- they got brewery beer there. But who makes that beer? Is it Dallas Point? I guess it'd be Dallas Point. Then are they? I, I don't know. I'll have to check. But it doesn't say. But I know well, someone was telling me it was like seventy dollars a flight. That's if you want to take the flight home. They have like a, it's a big. Oh, okay. My brother got one. It's a big wood stand, and it's got the Rancor uh, like teeth in it. So the teeth are the cups. Oh, okay. And you and yeah, so you get to keep the whole wooden stand with the Rancor teeth. Yeah. If you want to, if you want a flight without the whole setup that you get to take home, I think it's like. 40 bucks or something like that so still expensive for a flight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's Disneyland you know but you know we, I, I spend a lot of money at Disney but that's because the beer dad has children all over the place popping out of every corner so we go to Disneyland a lot so um, have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet and I'm really sad about that because my brother who's a jerk I know you're listening you went without me um, but I will be there soon, and I'll probably drop seventy dollars on a Rancor flight because I want to put that in my bar. So, yeah, for sure. But this is a good beer, Dank Souls. Good job. Hazy double IPA, lots of flavor. Very very good beer. Yeah, it's like I could just sip on this all day. It's like nice and refreshing. Just nice little tropical notes, citrus notes, just a hint of pine in there. Yeah, I think. Man. Like a cologne, you just uh, wear it, right? right? Yep. Mm. Yeah, I like, their, I like their, um, um, that little area that they have over there on the side that you can actually rent. A big shout out to uh, Mr. Open Tap. So, Open Tap. He has an app that's actually, he made it out here. Yeah. I was going to tell you about it because you're, you're out in River, I don't know, uh, San Diego a lot, right? Yeah. So, he's actually doing something. If you can convince some, some breweries to join his tap. You know, you might want to get in contact with that guy because I don't know how many actual breweries to get to, uh, talk to, but he's he's offering to he's he needs some help trying to get some people because he's mainly out here on this area in the, yeah. the San Diego and uh, to L A. He's got a ton of ton of stuff that he's working on trying to get these people on this open tap app. So it's kind of like untapped, but it's kind of like untapped, except it's just like it kind of just shows you what's around you. Mm-hmm. You can actually buy buy beer for people. So once they join, you can okay. send your friends some money to buy some some beer there, either release or like some of their flights and stuff like that. But um, what I was getting to was actually like he he I think he was part of organizing some of the homebrew stuff, going back to homebrew, 
And, um, and that little area that Abit has on the, on the side, they would do this uh, this event called Coltish, and they would just feature a bunch of homebrewers that are out in the area, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was like a ticket. Pretty, uh, I can't remember the price. It's pretty cheap, but everybody just it was just kind of an event to just try all the homebrewers like mm-hmm. brews and stuff like that. So if you guys ever get a chance, and if I hear about them making another one, I'll totally hit I'll you up. I'll be there because this is where I'm at. I might this do is where some. I met these guys, Project 5. This is where I met Springsteen. Definitely might, other brews out there. Yeah, so. I'd be interested in that. I'd probably bring some equipment there, do some recording. Yeah, that'd be there. awesome, yeah. we gotta, we got to get together and have talk course, about that. Uh, speaking of homebrew meets professional, um, I'm not sure if I told you last weekend, uh, the homebrew club out in the desert, Coachella Valley Homebrew, which I belong to, We uh, earlier in this year we had turned in a beer and won a competition with Melvin Brewing based out of Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a satellite brewery out in San Diego so this past week we went out there and made our beer and I got to give these guys a shout out because awesome, awesome place man. Like beers were just top notch. In fact actually the day we were there they were doing like a coffee and beer pairing. Uh, So that coffee truck full up and a couple of breweries in the area all got together and made their own version of like a coffee beer Mm -hmm. and Melvin's stood out he, he did a golden stout with like a cold oh, brew that's what we featured on yeah. the last podcast yeah. and that that's good I, stuff. I will say hands down best golden stout i've had ever. wow like it just beat out every thing i've had so far nice like you smelled like this nice roasty toffee coffee thing going on yeah and then just on the flavor you get like chocolate notes hazelnut like the whole bit and it was great nice but you know and also they're just great you know host they basically treated us some beer they had food it's like a brew pub uh-huh. that they have there awesome food they had this uh what was it like a philly cheesesteak with shishito uh, peppers oh man, oh, wow. man just, yeah. Awesome. yeah it was just you yeah. can't beat that yeah good stuff but no I, I had to give them a little bit of a shout out just because they uh good people Good food, good beer, you know, and if you ever get a chance, you should definitely swing by. They're kind of in the downtown area. They're right up the street from Mission Brewing. Okay. You know where that's at? Yeah, right by the, right by yeah. the yeah. Padres Stadium. Everybody knows exactly. the Beer Dad's a Padres fan, so, uh, yeah, I know exactly where Mission is. Literally, like, right. two blocks up the street, 14. Okay. So, um, pretty cool little spot there. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth checking out. Check you that know. out, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, we, we've gotten through six brews here. Technically, well, almost seven, but one of them we combined. Right. Um, but there's going to be a bonus here. We're going to finish it off here with some garage brewing. Uh, peanut butter chocolate stout. So this is like the dessert. Very good. That's for the podcast. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's like, that's kind of how the, uh, the last collaboration with the... Uh, uh, Abe was the what? Would you guys have the um, what the donut bar? Oh yeah, yeah, that was the Maple Dead. The Maple Dead. Oh, and I also gotta give a shout out to um, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, man, the name slipped out of my. Mind. We Let's get that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and crack this one. Yeah. Get the get some dessert going. Ooh. Good times. So garage brewing. Temecula, California. Yeah. So, Garage Brewing is in Temecula, California, um, right off of um, Pachanga Parkway or the lower 79, which is basically the base of Temecula. Um, And uh, 
they make all kinds of good beer. We were talking about it before the podcast. Um, good food, too. Um, they do like that, you know, flash-fired, wood-fired pizza or whatever where you can kind of create your own pizza, almost like Chipotle or Subway type thing where you kind of go down the line and put whatever toppings you want on that pizza. They throw it in there. Um, it's your own personal pizza. You pay one price, you put as much toppings as you want on that bad boy. They got good wings, good desserts, whatever you want, uh, fried uh, green beans or something like that. But their appetizers are really good. Um, but this peanut butter chocolate uh, stout was a special release that they just did recently. It's a milk stout, and it's got chocolate and peanut butter flavor to it. 7.1%. Um, but dangerous because yeah, Josh already says it's pretty good. Um, we were talking about Belching Beaver earlier, their uh, peanut butter chocolate stout, and that was always my favorite. And then I tried this and I was like, wow. Um, because one thing I always thought I wish that Belching Beaver did was just have a little bit more peanut butter flavor. This, I think, has more peanut butter flavor with the hint of chocolate. I can smell it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting up like maybe a couple inches. I'm like, Oh, there's the the peanut butter. Yeah. So, um, they did a really good job with this. I was excited. Um, uh, garage brewing is, they always do kind of in terms of their stouts, they got the, uh, marshmallow, uh, milk stout, which is like kind of their flagship. Um, they did a, a cherry chocolate stout, like around like Valentine's Day, and then it became popular, and they put it out every so often. Um, but this one's really good. I hope they decide to make it a flagship beer because it's it's really tasty. What do you what, what do you think over there, Josh? Well, just the smell alone, man. I'm, I'm getting like isn't like Reese's peanut butter cup or like those turtle or the the dove turtle dove or whatever yeah. chocolates, man. It's just just sit here and smell this thing. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh crap! That is good. Yeah, good, damn good job with that. <laughs> like when you say dessert, like this, yes. is, this is straight up dessert. It's so smooth, yeah. you know. Like it is a dessert beer for sure. And um, what I like about it is it's seven point one percent, and I don't no, taste not 7%. even close. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like, like you said, I feel like I'm eating a Reese's peanut butter. I was cup. gonna say this is like straight up liquid Reese's peanut butter yeah, cup right so. here. I get like a little bit of vanilla. I get that peanut butter. Just yeah. Everywhere and then nice little chocolate notes on the end. Just this is uh, definitely you know, and I still love you, Belching Beaver, because you make good beers. But this is my new favorite peanut butter chocolate milk stout. Um, Garage Brewing, Temecula, California. Great job. Yeah. Um, Alex, what do you think? Great beer, man. You can't argue with this. Uh, I haven't been there in a, in a while. It's a little bit more going towards, you know, outskirts of Temecula, but I, I love the chocolate flavor, the yeah. coffee. You can smell it right away. Does anyone know if they do any sort of outsource brewing? Because I've seen that brewing set up, and for the amount of production that I see with these guys everywhere, you know, I'm like, they must be brewing like seven days, like 24 hours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> To make up the I don't I don't know I mean I know they got a big joint um, for those of you that don't know the location and I think it I want to say it, it used to be a jiffy lube so, so it yeah. was a old jiffy lube it's right next to a shell gas station and they converted into a brewery and restaurant um, rather large I mean they got I, I'm not exactly sure what they're brewing um, I have some contacts down there matter of fact I 
probably going to do an interview down there pretty soon. Um, get more details as far as how much they're brewing and where they're yeah. brewing and stuff like that. Curious about the size of the brew house because yeah, I remember going big. in there and getting a flight and looking at the brew house going like, I see these guys everywhere, but I'm looking at this brew house going like, you know, there, at the time there was no one in there. I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense, man, because there's a ton of this. They're yeah. here everywhere. You see it everywhere. Yeah, they're yeah. popping up everywhere. Um, I've been, I obviously follow them on social media. They're in Vegas now. So a lot of people in Vegas are wanting to see this peanut butter chocolate because they have everything else, yes. um, and they're starting to hit other states too. So like, they're blowing up. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I remember when they first came on scene? You know, like everyone was talking about these guys. Yeah. Like every person I said, oh yeah, I just stopped there for lunch one day, had their beer, and I was like floored. You know, like, you got to go check this out. Yeah. So it took me a long time to get over there, but I have yeah. not have a bad had a bad beer at Garage. Yeah. Um, everything that I've tried, even like some of the obscure stuff, like they have a uh, like green tea. Green tea. Yeah. yeah, I was that like, was out there. I was like, this is not going to be good. Okay, I like green tea and I like beer, but I'm not going to like green tea beer. But it was good, and I, I remember drinking it and telling uh, somebody that I was with, uh, man, because I like sushi. I was like, imagine drinking this with some sushi. <laughs> Rather than having a Sapporo <laughs> or a Kirin or whatever, yeah. and having a green tea beer, and it was it was refreshing, and you could get that nice hint of green tea, and it it just washed clean at the end. It was real crisp. You've had it, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I'm wondering if you can make a beer cocktail with some sake in that. That'd probably be yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Be now good. that you mentioned some sushi, I was like, maybe I can see some sake on there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really out there. It had a lot of big bold uh, green tea flavor. And it just finished really dry, so I'm wondering, like, maybe you can make something out of that. But yeah, I think yeah. that one was the first one I saw. Is out there in Vegas. I, you know, I, I might. It's a winner right there. I, I might know. do uh, one of these episodes one of these days. I might do a Japanese uh, beer yeah. edition, and that might get included, even though it's not a Japanese beer per se. Um, but because I think it would be really well paired with um, some sushi, and I might maybe we'll do some sushi. And, there we go. And pair that with that and some other Japanese beers. Have you tried uh, Indian beers? Which one? Indian beers? No. Man, I go to some Indian spots and they have some Indian beers and those lagers. I like them. Yeah. They're really heavy though. They're really out there, but I think they're pretty good. They're pretty good beers. You get some interesting beers around the world. Yeah. Living up in San Francisco for a couple of years, you know, I used to find all these little mom and pop places that represented just. Yeah, every country, any yeah. country you could think of, and one of my favorites was this Eritrean, which is like East East African place, uh-huh. like the type of place you eat with your hands and stuff. Yeah. But I've seen had, those types of places. Yeah. That's interesting. Food was just amazing, fucking food, man. Like it was like that's not where like you yeah. can't you can only eat with one hand, right? You can't eat the uh, other one. If you're in the traditional society, yeah, you you use I believe it's your your right hand. Because one hand, you wipe your <laughs> wipe your hiney, yeah, yeah, wipe your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty crazy what they do with criminals out there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them's gonna go, and yeah. you know, but, which ones? <laughs> but while I was there, they had an Eritrean um, honey beer that was just really, really good. They got a nice little like honeydew almost like taste nice. to it, but very sweet. Just you know, kept everything nice and light and worked really good because the food was you know very heavy it had like okra lamb like like yeah you know, all these like super spicy you know the good kind of spicy where yeah, like it so burns but something just, sweet to cool it, it burns so good yeah. yeah so well boys 
we've had a total of technically eight, but seven beers here from different breweries. Um, we did circle back to 8-Bit twice when we did Dad Stash and the Dank Souls. But um, what do you think is your favorite, Josh, out of everything we had today? Still going to have to go with the, the Boom Sauce. Boom Sauce. Boom sauce. Yeah. The one that made him say, <laughs> yeah, the little bit of the <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> one sip is all it took, right? Yeah, Alex, smell a smell. Yeah, because I, I'm a fan of hazies, and you're probably with my uh, page and see that a lot. It's definitely has to be thank, thank souls, thank souls. Okay, but, um, big shout out to the home brews right there because those are out there. Those good. are outstanding. Good. Very, very good. Well, uh, for me, the beer dad, um, everybody knows that I'm a dark, I I like my meat dark, and I like my beer dark, Um, so stout obviously hits it for me, the garage brewing peanut butter chocolate stout, probably my favorite beer, but very, very, very close second, I'm probably going to say the Dank Souls too, Um, I've really been getting into those hazies, and that one when they tell me it's 9.2% and it tastes that good, <laughs> yeah. that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. 8-Bit did a good job. Garage did an excellent job yeah. on this peanut butter chocolate stout. Um, so we had a good beer share today. Um, I hope everybody listening um, you know, got to get a little information about these breweries. You go check them out. Again, McKellar Brewing, San Diego, California. And uh, Lord Hobo Brewing in Woburn, Massachusetts. And, of course... 8-Bit Brewing in Murrieta, California. And then we had a couple of home brews from Project 5. They're in Temecula. Temecula. Temecula and Springstead Brewing in Temecula as well. Actually, Riverside. Riverside. Okay, Riverside. So um, check all those guys out. If you can, follow them on Instagrams, Facebooks, and uh, Twitters, and all those uh, social media pages. Definitely check it out. And uh, Josh on Untapped. Do you have an Instagram? Do you do stuff um, on Instagram or just untapped? I, I have an Instagram, but I don't really... Don't play. use it. Don't, yeah. don't use it that often, but I do follow a bunch of people, okay. so yeah. I try to keep it brushed. He follows me, so if you guys throw some messages at me, uh, he'll be happy to answer them. Um, of course, Alex, that's how him and I met was Instagram. Um, it's uh, hops underscore con underscore... Underscore L L and then underscore Alex. Alex. So, okay. Alex. so follow him. He's on my page too, too. So if you have any questions for him, you can definitely send some messages. Um, but it's been a great beer share. We sampled a lot of good beers. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed yourself. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to the shenanigans that took place today. Um, and again, in the next episode, stay tuned. It's going to be an Oktoberfest theme. So. I don't know if these guys will be here. We'll see kind of scheduling-wise, but I hope they can be here. Um, and, uh, yeah, with a Stein. I got my Stein ready. Got it. Got it. And hopefully, we can get an Oompa band and do it. I mean, we're going to do it legit. I was going to say, Oktoberfest. I like your little tasty glasses, but if we're going to go Oktoberfest, we've got to go with Steins. Yes, we're going to do some Steins. So, like I said, I, I went to the legit Oktoberfest, so I know what's up. So I'm happy to bring that to the listeners, um, talk a little bit about Germany and a little bit about the history of Oktoberfest as well. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a good time. As I always say, drink safe, drink responsibly, call Uber, call Lyft, whatever you got to do. And thanks for listening to the Beer Dad and Brood Podcast. Have a good day, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.